Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, welcome to Film Fandango, the film podcast. My name is David Rees and this is Marek Larwood. Hello, listeners. What episode is this? What number? Oh, blimey. Uh, 139? 140, maybe? Who knows? I said that to try and make you look stupid when people know <laughs> when the number they, comes they've up. They've literally looked at it on their phone. To Two men it. who've got no idea how many, where they, how many they've done or where they're going. <laughs> where they've been, where they're going and why they're here in the first place. Uh, that's a lot of episodes, though. That's 130-odd weeks, isn't it? It's probably a real insight into our lives. And if that hasn't put you off, please keep listening because we're going to be talking about films that we have seen that may have or not be relevant to your lives whatsoever. <laughs> uh, yes, films. Who wants to go first? I mean, we've both seen uh, something a bit different this week. Uh, uh, I flip a coin. All right. I the other week. I mean, and this is one of those things you can play along, and it's a pound coin, so it's quite hard to flip. Uh, who do you think is going to win? Um, so it's a bit of it's a, like it's a like drama a game, with it. Yeah, it? It, it's a rubbish game. Heads or tails? Uh, tails. It is heads. You go first. Hang on, I won. Hey, uh, eh? oh, it's heads. I'm oh, sorry. So you go first. Oh, all right. Um, well, I tracked down a film that uh, I was interested to see because I had heard nothing about it. It's a film called Small Apartments, and it's a 2012. Uh, premiered film I think it was actually released in 2013 but it stars Matt Lucas and it's an American made film oh right um, and it stars Matt Lucas as a weird guy in a small apartment block in the US but what struck me as strange about this film and why I thought it was it'd be w- worth just sitting through to see what it's like the cast is sort of phenomenal and I've never heard of this film where, so where, how do you track it down in the first place? It, I found it on uh, what used to be called Love Film and is now called Amazon Prime. And um, Love Film changed Amazon Prime now. Yeah, Amazon bought them out and then changed their name. So Love Film is now only the by post bit, and Amazon have stolen the streaming bit for themselves. Love Film's dead, like blockbusters. Yeah, it's dead. It's dead. It's on its way out. Um, that didn't last long. The whole posted film thing. I think it's been going for longer in the States, and so we took a while to catch on to it. It's how Netflix started. Netflix was a DVD by post company. Um, But uh, anyway, yeah, so the cast of this, we've got um, 
The girl across the uh, way is Juno Temple, who's a bit of a rising star. What number is she in? What number? Yeah, what I number? can't remember. I can't remember. He's in like 240 or something. What's the plot festival? Okay. Um, Matt Lucas plays this weird um, bloke called Franklin Franklin, who lives on his own and sits around drinking Kool-Aid in his pants. And uh, because he has alopecia, he's playing a guy with alopecia. Um, whenever he goes out, he just puts uh, a rain mac on over his pants and puts a wig on and goes out to the shops. But he's a properly strange bloke. That doesn't sound um, too weird to me so far. Okay, from- well, get this. Um, and he he remembers his uh, brother, who's in a mental institution, played by James Marsden. And after the first ten minutes of him watching out the window of other people, a bit rear windowy of the other people going about their Anyone business. Get killed? It turns out the entire time there has been a corpse in the middle of his front room that we the camera hasn't shown yet. Oh wow! And then it goes on from there. Um, but that's a really good story. Yeah, it's great. Think. It's great fun. And so you've got you've already got James Marsden, Juno Temple's across the way in a non-speaking role playing Juno Temple's mum. You've got Saffron Burrows. The, the Who's Saffron Burrows? Saffron Burrows is um, a British actress who's been in loads of stuff, but including Deep Blue Sea and stuff. Uh, you'll you'll recognise her. Um, then uh, Peter Stormare is his name, the guy from Fargo. And um, oh, he plays evil. He's evil in Twenty Two Jump Street. Okay, yeah. Well, he's he's the villain in this as well. Um, then Billy Crystal is the detective, and uh, Johnny Knoxville is next door, and Rain Wilson is there as well. The um, the girl must have had a big budget then. Yeah, well, exactly. It was shot in twenty days as well. What? Um, and. It is a, it is a odd odd film, but it weirdly works. You know, it's it was surprising. It's not perfect. There are sort of hits, scripty directorial hiccups in it, but the central performance by Matt Lucas is so charming and strange. It actually ends up working. And what could be sort of, you know, those sort of quirky films that are trying endlessly to be quirky to so end up being obnoxious. It yeah. just narrowly avoids that and ends up actually by the second half by the end being really quite touching and good so is it is it a, a comedy or is it not just it's a, a dark comedy yeah what does that mean dark comedy just means is there's murder and there's no jokes in it there's no there's dark subject matter to what is very funny basically is so it, he, he, he out loud it, at all? The, yeah he is basically a, an incompetent he's an idiot he's a but a guy a guy completely on his own in this world that he's not coping but that is sort of you you feel for him but it's it's lightly funny rather than it's horrible and bleak there are moments of bleakness but he basically has tried to get rid of this body and is the worst <laughs> the worst guy at covering his tracks there could ever be and is it's it as been, good as Weekend at Bernie's? Uh, yes it's better than Weekend at Bernie's it is Weekend at Bernie's is a brilliant film sorry to interrupt but Weekend <laughs> at Bernie's is a great sort of 80s classic where these two guys accidentally kill this bloke called Bernie yeah. and have to walk, go around pretending he's still alive don't yeah, it? it's really f- I haven't seen it since I was 14 but on that basis alone it's <laughs> well really, exactly really it's the archetypical sort of high concept 80s movie isn't it um, Sorry, I interrupted. Two million in the budget. Did I say that already? Or no, not? you didn't. Two million in the budget. So they've got comments. some amazing cast. James Marsden's brilliant in it, and it's Billy Crystal actually playing the detective um, is so good whilst seemingly doing nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's he's playing a detective who's uh, 
uh, split from his wife and he's a bit down in the dumps but he's still optimistic and upbeat about stuff because he's Billy Crystal but he's he's just so engaging and likeable is he doesn't really do anything is that because he's had like extensive plastic surgery and he can't move his face <laughs> no not at all he's still got a very expressive face can you see he's had plastic surgery in the film has he had plastic surgery yes it, not, it doesn't show in this one maybe he'll take it out yeah maybe um Two more cast members I've not mentioned. On either side of Matt Lucas's flat, you've got Johnny Knoxville on one side, who's actually very good in this. I think he's a good actor. In the and then on the other side, James Kahn. So they must have... If the budget was two million, they must have loved the script of this mm. if they all did it for... They must have done it for like about 50 quid. Or they? the director was promised he can shoot quickly. Or and he's blackmailing all of them. <laughs> he's got stuff on every single one of them. Um, well, they filmed it in 20 days. That is yeah. Incredible. Where did you find all this business out? That was on um, uh, IMDb, I think. 20 days? I think so. So it's a base, it says here, it's also, the based original novel it. is based on, won a three-day novel writing contest. So the novel was written really quickly as well. So all of you procrastinating about making your films or writing your books, you can write the book in three days yeah. and you can film it in 20 days, 23 days. And you've still got... And that's just, that's enough of weekends off, isn't it? Yeah, 31 so. days in a month, three weekends, eight, four weekends, eight days. Hey, and then you can, you know, retire. That would be great. Um, another cast member, incredibly, like playing a, a cheesy, permatanned... Uh, sort of bouffant uh, life coach is Dolph Lundgren and he's brilliant in it as well how the fuck did this not get I know exactly it, is I... it good then or not it's not very good it is good it is good IMDB only give it a 6.1 it's not perfect as in it's not a classic film but certainly I'd want to see more from everyone involved like it is genuinely funny at times and it never loses its way it's like it's charming it's a charming small film and I have no idea why no one's heard of it. I don't think it got a cinema release, from what I've read. I think it um, it premiered at South by Southwest at Film Festival and then went straight to sort of digital media or something in 2013. But people should track it down and see what they think because it's definitely worth more exposure than it's had. I wonder why it didn't get... So I said, I said the F-bomb as well. It's all right. I don't, I don't like swearing... I, do, I like swearing, but I don't like swearing out loud. Mm. Will you beep over it? No, I don't know how to do that. I don't have a beep sound effect. Oh, no. I can what about shout that beep? Nine-year-old or... kid who's probably ten now, probably eleven actually is all right. Um, that's odd. I wonder if anyone knows why that didn't get a big release. Because you would have thought in Britain alone, having Matt Lucas in the lead would have got some attention, but it is sort of a little, it's quite a strange film, so maybe that was the decision that it's... Uh, maybe all the cinemas have been bought out by f- places showing their rubbish superhero movies, but you go, you go and watch David the whole time. Yeah, it's probably you my fault. Probably, I, well, you, you say it like that flippantly, like, oh, it's probably my fault, but you are part of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I like superhero films. I don't like exclusively superhero films, but I do like them. You don't like them. I do. Well, all I meant to say is I don't like you. Oh, right, okay. Well, that's fair enough. Um, Who's this film for? Oh, God, I don't know. That's what I thought. I thought it was quite good. I look at some of the reviews, and a lot of people are surprised. They just sort of seem to find it by accident. Mm. Very odd. Very odd. Small Apartments uh, is the name of it. Uh, track it down if you're so inclined. Um, 
I tell you what though, if people do want to write in about small apartments, yeah, um, say I wanted to, what do I do? Well, you can email dearfilmfandango at gmail dot com. It's probably the best way to uh, get in touch. Or if you want to talk to one another, then go to our Facebook page forward slash filmfandango, or you can um, tweet us at Mr David Reed, at Marit Larwood, and at filmfandango. Hey, guess what? What? What if I want to donate to help running this um, podcast uh, because I like it, and these guys, they don't can't afford to eat, and I want to give them my money <laughs> for no reason? Okay. Well, we do this podcast for free, so if you'd like to donate to our running costs, of which there are a lot, then please do so. Go to filmfandango.co.uk and follow the links from there. And everyone who has done so already, thank you very much. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, it's very kind and generous of you, and we appreciate it. And it allows us to feed children. Um, I've got to say hello to Neil and George, who I bumped into at a wedding, my friend Norrie's wedding, who listened to the podcast. Oh, great. And a few people I've actually met in real life, because I think it's just imaginary, who listened to it. And Neil recommended the uh, the app, which tells you when to go for a piss during the cinema. Oh, yeah. Which would really help me out. But we, I only met, only meant to talk to later on the wedding about half past ten in the morning. So you I was were really happy. Yeah, yeah. Barely even talk about film. I didn't even know what a film was. Are you sure they were there? I think it might be the imaginary. Marit was in the corner talking to a chocolate fountain, and then I went to get a McDonald's instead because <laughs> I was so angry. But if you are real, I believe in you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good message to say, isn't it? I believe in. I believe in you. you. Not, not you know, in your abilities. I believe in your existence. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Um, some people have taken it upon themselves to write... <laughs> to have write, the audacity to, to tell ri- us their opinions. To write in uh, to, to, to filmwindango at gmail.com. Um, here's, uh, shall I read this one? Yeah, go on. Um, this is from Andrew in central London. It's a south-east accent, but I'll just do it. I'd like to hear it in a pirate accent. Well, I wouldn't. Okay, I'll hear it in a, do it in a pirate a- accent, but I'm going to do it in a um, um, Somalian pirate. Okay. I'm the captain now. It is. Hi, I am DB. Just thought I would drop you a mail to let you know I am the proud owner of... Bra- That's really racist, right? <laughs> don't know. I don't know anymore. If you do it as a pirate, you can do it. It's not racist, is it? It's not. Well, no, because they're Cornish pirates, aren't they? I'm going to do it just as a London bloke then. Hi, oh, MDB. I just thought I'd drop you a mail to let you know I'm the proud owner of a film Fandango t-shirt. The good people at Red Bubble delivered it today. I only started listening about a month back after Merrick plugged the show on Mirror Carnage, which is another podcast about American football and stuff. And now I'm hooked. I've even started listening to the old Absolute Radio podcast. I didn't even realise that there was a Fandango before Merrick. Yeah, I only joined episode... Forty years a minute. Yeah, yeah. Three films that I like to hear you review if you haven't done so. It's Animal Kingdom, Eastern Promises, or The Proposition. All three quite different, but they all have real characters and twists. You don't ex- and expect a nasty sense of dread. No bloody superheroes. Cheers, keep up the good work, Andrew. Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom is one of the best films I saw a couple of years ago. It's an Australian film. Um, which is about this guy who's sort of embroiled with this uh, 
family. I was getting it. Just gonna make sure I've got it right, because otherwise I feel like I'll write off and not even more of a dick. And then as I was looking in um my computer I realised I didn't know how to spell animal properly. <laughs> animal Kingdom is is um yeah, brilliant. It's a story about this um kid who's in a criminal family and uh, they're in trouble with the police and they're sort of gradually getting killed off it's Australian it's got uh, a lot of the actors went on one went on to be a warrior and the guy who's the um, who wasn't home and away who's brilliant who's now appearing in that, as a bad guy in the place beyond the pines um, who's that? Uh, I'm trying to find a picture of him I don't know he was in home and away for ages it's this guy here <laughs> It's a tiny. I mean, it really helps you when uh, it really helps if I just showing the pi- uh, the pictures of it. He looks like uh, from a distance. He looks like looks like Dominic West, but I don't think he was in Home and Away. No, oh, I'm really, I'm really cross now because <laughs> I'm just looking on IMDb, and this is what happens if you don't research. Uh, ben Mendelssohn. Oh yes, Ben Mendelssohn. Yeah, he's brilliant. He was in. He started off doing. T- you know, American soaps, uh, Australian soaps, and he's sort of come playing a lot of villains now. And I think Animal Kingdom led to him getting the sort of villainish role in uh, Place Beyond the Pines. I don't sort of remember American you role. talking about Animal Kingdom. Have you discussed it on I this? Don't, I think I picked that as one of my favourite films just before I joined, because it's 2012, I think, or 2010. It is uh, harrowing. Um, the lead actor is quite. Uh, wooden the young guy who plays the guy in the family he's quite wooden but his family are just terrifying this horrible matriarchal figure who's in control of all her sons who loves them even though they're all brutal murderers and embroiled on this Australian crime scene and he just wants to get out of it and he can't really um, he's just stuck in this uh, sort of weird uh, well crime family it's just it's it's shocking because it doesn't it doesn't follow normal plot things like characters get killed off at random moments and it's quite surprising and it's brutal and quite the ugly side of things um, I think it's sort of got a lot of praise late on but I thought it was one of the best films I saw that year it was released in the UK 2011 so three years ago track this down I think it's on Netflix I think um, or if it's on Amazon Prime whatever I really recommend this if you want to watch a brutal film. Um, Eastern Promises. Yes, that's the um, Viggo Mortensen film with him covered in tattoos, isn't it? Yeah. That he plays ca- a hitman. Yeah. I remember, I've, I looked at my IMDb and I gave it a five, which means I thought it was rubbish. I can sort of vaguely remember it. I think it's quite cheesy for a Viggo Mortensen film. And him and, um, it's a Cronenberg director, him and uh, Naomi Watts. Yeah. Uh here's a description of it on IMDb <laughs> a Russian teenager living in London dies during childbirth leaves clues to a midwife in a journal that she that could tie her to uh, a, her child to a rape involving a Russian mob and family I watched it ages ago and I thought it was really forgettable as I, so I can't remember it at all I've not seen it I, I think I'd just seen A History of Violence and I thought they came, out the, they came out at a similar time similar time it was when Viggo Mortensen was sort of in everything very briefly after Lord of the Rings and I much preferred uh, History of Violence yeah which I thought was quite uh, ent- oddly half comic and entertaining I, I found the end although entertaining completely disparate from the rest of the film I found it didn't follow on at all 
I didn't believe the transformation, if you know what I mean. And lastly, the proposition, which I saw a long time ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the um, Nick Cave film. Yeah, so Guy... Um, Nick Cave wrote it, yeah. Uh, it stars Guy Pearce, and it's about this... He and goes Danny um, Houston as the baddie in it, I think. Yes. And he goes off, so he's got to try and kill his brother or something. Yeah. I thought it was all right at the time. I liked it. I liked the proposition. I just like that sort of Australian aesthetic, though. I find it, it's very sort of creepy, but very different to American and British stuff. I, mm. I enjoy it. Guy Pearce is a safe pair of hands. Oh, he? he's great. He's great. And Ray Winston is um, is good in it. There's about two or three films that Ray Winston is good in, and that's uh, that's one of them, I think. If you don't live in... in um the UK, you won't. You have missed Ray Winston doing the most annoying series of football ads yeah. ever, which is Bet Three Six Five, which you, which I've done a spoof of this World Cup show I'm doing. Oh, have you? It's gonna be rubbish though. Uh, <laughs> his head appears and he speaks in his like gangster voice like that. I mean, oh, he's me. a cockney, but even he's laid it on quite thick. It's so thick you can't even. It's like on editing programs. It's quite interesting. On Final Cut, you've got this thing where you can change people's voices to the robot voice. So you can do present. You can get the normal voice, and you can put and you can put a sound effect on it. And what's really good, it shows you because you can do disguised voice or oh, monster yeah. voice, and it gives you a percentage of how much you can put on that. So okay. say this is my normal voice, yeah. and then this is monster fifty percent, and this is monster hundred percent. That's what it would do yeah. to the voice. Ray Winston's Cockney accent is not... It would be yeah, his, beyond the... His Cockney slider is yeah. broken now, hasn't it? You'd have, to, got... get, you'd have to pay you for a separate app extension to do that. Yeah. They probably, probably isolated his head because it looks stupid having the Pearly King outfit on the whole time, in it? Yeah. And, and it, just juggling apples and pears. And, and there's no um, effort on his behalf to pretend he's not really from an autocue. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the worst or he doesn't it. think that the people he's trying to sell this to are just scum. <laughs> it's it's on a par with the Kevin Bacon adverts. Yeah. Which have calmed down a little bit from the peak of being awful. Yeah, yeah, they have. So I look forward to those returning. They've almost become a sort of familiar uh, friend now, the Kevin Bacon adverts. Yeah, it just looks like a, his face is made out of the same devil as his jacket. Anyway, I shouldn't I shouldn't mock them because one day when I get to be a Hollywood superstar, yes, they're gonna and then lose all your money, and, and so and they, they go, hey, you did a film po- film podcast, something like that, an accent, yeah. and I go, no, 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 and they listen back to this one, episode one hundred and thirty-nine, yeah, or something, oh, shit, man. Um, out of those three, I really recommend Animal Kingdom. It, it, it is a a top quality film. Film. Good. Well, Animal Kingdom there. Um, Do you want to... um, Oh, we've got another one. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to um, read it? Yeah. Uh, Good luck with the reading. Scottish accent. Used to live in south-west England. Oh, God. Right, Scottish is fine. Dear Marek, David and Buddy, big fan of the podcast and particularly enjoy the challenges. It's a game I've recently started with my friends, more recently recasting Columbo. Our winner was Mark Ruffalo. Any better ideas? We also play the reverse. Who would people we know be... Who would people we know be in superhero franchises? The Simpsons, Game of Thrones, etc. Anywhere there are enough characters to really choose the right one. 
which film superheroes would you be? Marek surely would be whichever hates being a superhero the most. All in all, keep the challenges. <laughs> Thanks. On another note, you and your listeners might not be aware of the fascinating Every Frame a Painting videos on Vimeo. Fil- uh, film form is analysed, and for those of us without a background in film studies, it's really eye-opening. The recent one on Michael Bay is particularly good, as he's not just exploring films he likes, but attempting to explain how these films can be so bad yet so popular. I'll keep watching the films, and there's a donation coming as soon as I get paid. Ewan from Edinburgh. Well, thanks, Ewan. Um, Casting Columbo, we should do that sometime. That's a really good That's one. That's a good one. We'll, we'll, we'll save TV that for then. I did do films, didn't he, Columbo? We can, we can do the film versions of TV shows. That's fine. Who would we be in... You don't want to play a superhero game, do you? You're so bored of talking about it. Who would I be if I was a superhero? Which one would you be? I don't know. You'd be... Um, you look a bit like that Chris Evans, you'd probably be Captain America. Yeah, probably. But you'd be Captain Britain. Captain Brit- that is a superhero. Yeah, it's a separate one, yeah. It's not had a, not had a film I'm yet. I'm trying to think what other superhero you might be. Um, I think you'd play a particularly um, grumpy Batman I, I think you'd be I quite good I haven't got a face for Batman I'd probably play a villain and gets killed off early you'd be a good penguin oh no <laughs> no one wants to be the penguin it's one of the worst ones can't I be the Riddler or something yeah you could be the Riddler I'd see. I can see that the Joker's the best one I mm. could be the Joker okay if you want to be you don't really have the hair for the Joker yeah, but the, the Ridley hasn't got hair. Or I think you would be Electro from the Batman one with a yellow green suit and the yellow sort of star head. He didn't have that in the film. Electro was Jamie Foxx, wasn't Which he? Which one would you like to be? What, in the... in What, superhero? Mm. Um, oh, I'd quite like to play uh, Nightcrawler, <laughs> I think. He was fun, and although Alan Cummings was good in it, he wasn't sort of how I pictured it. You'd just be a polite one. I'd be a really polite superhero. Electro was much better. I'd be the, I'd end up being the vulture, that's who I'd be. Oh, yeah. The bald one. With a... Anyway, uh, why do you even suggest this? <laughs> I knew you'd get cross about this. Well, it's like, it's like what, who do you want to be? It's rubbish. It's combining your two least favourite topics on this podcast. One, superheroes, and the second one, you being cast in things. Yeah. The two things guaranteed to get you grumpy. Yeah. Well, I've got cast me. I don't talk about getting cast. Anyway, Joe, uh, do, do you know what? Shut up, Ewan. <laughs> Where is that donation? Um, <laughs> no, anyway, I went to cinema. What did you go and see? Well, I went back to my art house cinema in Crouch End because you, I've got, I'm in between two cinemas, which is very lucky because the Odin's just showing literally the the worst films for about four weeks in a row mm. it's just Frozen and some um, post not post just terrible I've seen all the films there they don't seem to change anyway and I found out the art house I was going upstairs bit which I sat by myself was really nice oh cool um, I went to see Cold in July okay Cold in July set in a sort of nothing-ish sort of a bit semi-rural town in America and um it's just a dad with a young family, little family or baby, and his wife, and he has here's a, 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 a burglar break into his blooming house. Uh oh! I mean, it's a nightmare for everyone. Um, so, what would you do if you hear a burglar in in your house? 
while you uh, you call the police? No. Oh, you. Well, in films, you grab a baseball bat. Mm. Uh, okay, you grab a scythe. No. Uh, you grab both your kids. A gun, a gun. Okay, a gun. Yeah. You get a gun, and to show you don't really like guns, it's like your dad's gun or something like that. So it's like, oh, it's just my dad's gun, so it's not really. <laughs> it's not like I love guns. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I bet, I'm not really because it's in the in the trailers. Um, he um, uh, kills this uh, burglar, and it all kicks off from there. And the, uh, at the same time, the burglar's dad just been released from prison, and there's a bit of shenanigans there. And then it goes, and then with the the father of the uh, son that he murdered, and he's and then and then the police get involved and try and talk the investigation out. But there's more to it than meets the eye, as usual. Yeah. Well, you know that when it starts up in the plot twenty minutes in, you think like, that can't be the end of it because it's an hour and a half. So there's going to be more to this than meets the eye. Yeah. I, I would have said that if anyone else was around, the sitting be upstairs. But if no, anyone was interested. No one was there. Except two people came in right ten minutes before the end and shouted on the stairs and stood practically in front of me and were asking where if there's to each other saying is there another cinema screen here? That's Oblivious annoying. to the fact that I'm watching the film, saying oh talking with really loud voices, they should be killed as well. Slight side note: Have you seen the latest BT adverts? What's up? Uh, advertising uh, uh, internet. Um, there's the it's it's basically people talking about the new BT to each other like a Chinese whispers chain of thing. But one of the clips is a guy on a date with a girl talking to her in the cinema. Mm. But the film is clearly playing already in the background. He's talking to her about high speed internet access over the film. Prick. That, that is. That's it. I'm never. I'm never going to BT for anything, and nor should anyone else. There's no way I'd reach for his dick for the popcorn. Definitely not. Um. Anyway, uh, Cole in July. It's directed by some bloke called Jim Mickle. All I know is he's younger than me, so really that's pissed me off. Um, <laughs> this film it stars Michael C. Hall, as we all, we all know from Six Feet Under or Dexter, as the lead. He's, he's the great. Guy in it. He's a really fantastic actor. Uh, the dad of the um, uh, the prisoner is Sam Shepard, also very good. Oh, has he got his full tash? Uh, no. Oh. And later on, there's a cameo from uh, Don Johnson in it. Um, Which one's Don Johnson? The one from the 80s. You know Don Johnson from Miami Vice. You're too young for Miami Vice. I've never seen Miami Vice. Right. I mean, a lot of people will be shouting the podcasts uh, now... Miami Vice was this American sort of. It was this, it was a big sort of eighties iconic detective thing. Yeah, yeah, I know what it is. I, I was aware of the remake of it as well. We call him Farrell and um, yeah, rubbish. Yeah. Um, Don Johnson was this really good-looking sort of pin-up who made that famous, and he's sort of got someone who'd become really interesting as an old actor. He plays a, a plantation owner in um, Twelve Years a Slave as well. Oh, does he? Let, I'll look him up. But carry, carry on. Anyway. Um, what is odd about this film, it reminded me of Dust Till Dawn in a way that Dust Till Dawn changes completely from one film to another film. Yes. It doesn't do that. This skirts around the borders of so many different genres, you don't know what's happening. It starts off, I think this is a really serious, straight, um, tightly plotted film. It feels quite tightly plotted. It feels like a suspense thriller with a really good actor. Then Michael C. Hall does a few things where you think because he's quite uh, I feel like I'm in safe hands he's a really accomplished actor mm. where he, you suddenly think is he playing this for comedy 
it feels quite, it feels a bit like he's an actor who always seems like he's got a a wry smile or a, you know his a, even a, a tongue tongue in cheek about everything even know? slightly sort of slapstick there's odd moments where you feel as if he's joking in his and then that's the first indication that it's not stuck in that genre you okay. just feel, it feels a bit odd after the first 20 minutes some odd things happen where you think what's happening here right then the film just becomes this huge sort of what's the word for it? hodgepodge is that a word yeah of different sort of genres and changes into some sort of action film it's really interesting and because the actors are all so great in it and it looks good and shot well and for some reason has an 80s soundtrack even though it's set in uh, not suburban sort of semi-rural suburban and nowhere America yeah. the soundtrack doesn't seem to fit it at points how odd and the characters change slightly and they're I think I've read people saying there's, sh- there's huge plot holes and there's things that don't work in it but it's still entertaining so you feel a bit cheated because you're whether that's because my brain's been so uh, ingrained with the with the normal plot lines and behaviour that well the indicators that this is going to happen in the film so it's going to be this sort of film because yeah. I see this emotion whether that's me being um, indoctrinated is that the right word as a viewer or whether the film doesn't know what it is and I think it's a bit of both really okay it's an enjoyable yet all over the place thriller it's. Uh, I mean, if you want to see it for watch Blue Ruin, which is brilliant, which is better than. It felt similar to that. It felt like this is that Blue Ruin, which is about a guy who's trying to uh, track down a bloke who's killed his um, uh, parents. And in indie film, absolutely brilliant. You must watch that. Um, this felt it's very similar to that, but slightly more comic with bigger actors, bigger names, um, but not stylistically nailed down. But I recommend it for something a bit... It was refreshing to see something a little bit different than the cinema. And it's quite odd that this time of year, in the summer releases, it's that sort of dead time yeah. where there's no summer blockbuster. So you're getting... Whereas the, the winter's been dominated by... We bang out superhero films. We've seen, like, A Fault in Their Stars, which yeah. is like, a, you know, I watched the other week a sort of a, a cancer sort of uh, weepy rom Com-ish. It's a bit rom commy territory, isn't it? But different rom coms. Like there's that Kira Knightley, Mark Ruffalo one out that I've had no interest in going to see. So but, like, um, like like romance ones. Is yeah. this, they think this is the time of year we're going to sort of put the weird stuff out because we haven't got. It's not going to make that much money. Well, it's why? August where you get you get your big summer blockbusters starting to come out. This is, so. this is like the summer before. It's the World Cup, so I think that's really dominated everything. So no one's going. I think out people don't want to compete with it because it's it's been it's sports season. It's the World Cup, Wimbledon, and the Tour de France all at the same time. And you're not time. getting the kids from holiday yet, so you're seeing yeah. this weird, sort of, but nice mix of different films that wouldn't be released uh, up against the big boys. Yeah, and then the big boys are coming out. You know, it's sort of How to Train Your Dragon Two will be out by the time this is broadcast, and then um, uh, the big one in. August, I guess, is Guardians of the Galaxy, the big Marvel release, um, which we will see. Um, anyway, I give Cold in July a solid seven. Seven Marics. It's worth... Uh, yeah, it's worth a trip to the cinema. All right, yeah. 
Um, oh, so worth a, worth seeing on the big screen then. You I reckon, don't know right? actually. I don't know. I think may may um seven seven. I think seven does. does yeah. that just says enough. I think I'd give small apartments seven as well. Well, there we go. Two sevens. There's some stuff worth seeing. Do you know what? What do we like to say to people? To people. <laughs> All right. No. A bit bilious. <laughs> what? Just keep watching the films, right? Bye. Keep watching the films. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.